cover of the Cure Benefit album. And then the last song we played was, again, the Dirty Dozen Brass Band, Ain't Nothing But a Party. It's been a pleasure being here with you. I will talk to you next Monday at 3 o'clock. School will be out, hopefully for everyone, definitely for me, and we will hang out and be the cool kids on the playground. WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Talk to you next week. This is you over 30 years ago. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And this is your mom now. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Roles change without us noticing. That's why AARP gives you the information to provide even better care for your loved one. Visit aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Stay tuned for Gray Matters, coming up next on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. to Gray Matters here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. My name is Jim Dwyer, and I will be hosting the program this evening. Certainly been a most eventful week uh, here in the spectrum of current events and uh, media analysis and increasingly bizarre world of politics. Uh, in which we find ourselves living our lives out. 
Obviously, the uh, Comey testimony last week is the blockbuster story, despite the fact that it may not have been the other shoe dropping that I think many people mistakenly assumed it might be. Um, This is the first of a series of hearings and testimonies and investigations and discussions and cross-examinations that are going to drag on and on for weeks and months and, dare I say it, even years as the legal issues confronting this bizarro world presidency uh, continue to mount. Uh, Of course, there are the Sessions, uh, Jeffrey Beauregard Sessions, We'll be uh, speaking to the Senate Intelligence Committee tomorrow. We'll talk a little bit about that later, I suppose. Um, Whether or not that will have the um, seat-filling ratio that the Comey uh, testimony last week did, uh, people leaving work early and bars in the D.C. area booked solid for, uh, that's the place to view it, I suppose. Is that a bar in D.C.? Thinking back to the... uh, Watergate hearings. I remember my mother at the time uh, not working, uh, well, working very much at home as a housewife, but not working out in the professional world, was very annoyed that her uh, regular daytime programming was going to be interrupted. But it didn't take long for her to figure out that the biggest soap opera in town was not as the world turns or guiding light, but the uh, Watergate hearings. And I think that's what will prove to be the case with this, too. Um, But I think people's expectations need to ratchet down a little bit. There aren't going to be... These aren't trials. These are uh, not... You know, the the end result is way down the line. Uh, You, uh, for those who are anxious for the Trump presidency to uh, grind its own face off, um, I'm just going to have to be patient, but, uh, don't worry. He's, uh, he's working as hard as he can, not so much on the agenda, which he, uh, purportedly, uh, set forth to, uh, be for the benefit of all Americans. Um, but really just in self-defense and, uh, this weird, uh, pathological gesture of tweeting, tweeting, Tweet, tweet. And uh, I think it's an aptly named format. I can understand occasional use. I use social media myself, as most of us do these days. Um, Some people can't live without it. Some people use it intermittently or, uh, you know, tentatively at best. Um, And the psychological drive to respond to so many things you see beyond just liking something, but to comment uh, on other people's comments uh, is a slippery slope. And uh, I think that's where the president spends a lot of his time is looking at that sort of thing. Um, But uh, Gad Zooks, what a strange week. I mean, we have uh, the week before this big new Brzezinski passed away. Of course, he's the architect of America's involvement in Afghanistan, where we still are after all these years. Brzezinski first uh, appeared on the scene as a major player uh, in the Carter era. 
and uh, served the Reagan administration quite uh, quite well in uh, the, that capacity. Um, and, of course, Adnan Khashoggi died last week. Arms dealer to the stars. And uh, what a strange track record he had. We could do a whole show on Adnan Khashoggi. And I realize now that uh, we never got around to doing the uh, show about Fidel Castro that that uh, passing merited. Um but uh, things happen too fast when there is a 24-hour news cycle. And I think that is an exhausting aspect of the infotainment world uh, that is both online in social media format and in conventional broadcast media, as well as the uh, archaic yet still, you know, surviving print medium. <clears throat> Um, but, uh, there have been, uh, commentaries beginning to arise about, well, gee, it was really different for Nixon, uh, because, uh, they didn't have the constant 24 hour news cycle at that time. There was a little bit of a respite. Um, you know, you'd have the hearings in the, uh, morning and afternoon, uh, the evening news, and then just standard television programming and by golly, television stations shut down at the end of the broadcast day back then. I don't think anything shuts down anymore at the end of a broadcast day unless somebody doesn't show up for their shift. <clears throat> but um, there were also, of course, um, just the three networks, uh, ABC, CBS, and NBC. Uh, Nixon, one of his uh, genuine uh, gifts to the American people, and, uh, you know, you can't condemn Nixon entirely, uh, was PBS that arose under his tenure as chief executive. Um, and so uh, we can genuinely thank Richard Nixon for that. Um, you wouldn't have Big Bird without Tricky Dick. Uh, he never made a guest appearance on that show, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, one thinks he may have had much to chat about with Oscar the Grouch, I suppose. Although Oscar wasn't quite as heavy a drinker as Nixon. <clears throat> but uh, the three major networks were, in essence, uh, attempted to be, because at the time there was a thing called the Fairness Doctrine, <clears throat> they were nonpartisan. And, or at least they made every effort to appear to be so, whatever the personal politics of individual broadcasters um, Certainly Walter Cronkite never told you who he was voting for, uh, but I think serious journalists like Cronkite uh, wanted to uh, present the facts on both parties, uh, regardless of uh, what their personal inclinations may have been. <clears throat> and it's hard to see where that still exists in uh the broadcast world today uh, on this uh, program that I'm speaking uh, right now, Gray Matters, we are sometimes criticized for being uh, more uh, condemnatory of the right than the left. But I think that uh, there's plenty of opportunity and examples where we do uh, critique and criticize uh, the left end of the spectrum. Um, but the Fox network is 
almost exclusively a Republican Party propaganda outlet. And Roger Ailes came up through uh, the Nixon staffers uh, with that thought in his mind. It was actually a thing that they had discussed. Boy, if only we could control the, the media discourse that's going on, we would have more defenders. And uh, Trump's insistence that uh, the tweetscape allows him to put out the unadulterated truth, of course, has followers and believers. Although I read last week that uh, about half of his Twitter followers followers are actual non-entities. They are bots. They are, if you click on them, they show uh, no identification, no profile picture, and no posts. So they're just empty stalking horses. Um, But uh, the idea that he's going to tell the truth on Twitter, but uh, can say anything he wants anywhere else, um, highly unlikely. I think increasingly it's quite clear that uh, there's very little that he says that has any relevance or connectivity to truth or fact. And that is getting a little tiresome, I think. We can all agree on that. Uh, Of course, his lawyers urged him to stay off of the Twitter for uh, (laughs) more often than he uh, has been able to follow that advice. And I guess for 48 hours, he did remain with the phone, not in his hands. I guess they should just hide it from him. Um, But uh, Tuesday morning, uh, he was back at it messaging that uh, the fake mainstream media is working so hard trying to get me not to use social media. Um, And he tweets some links to Fox and Friends. Well, I think by definition, Fox News is mainstream media. It is available on every cable platform and digitally throughout the world. I think that does qualify them as mainstream media, but it's kind of cute how they uh, exempt themselves from that in their broadcast as well. And uh, that was actually one of the more amusing aspects of the Comey testimony last week were the uh, spinning attempts on all the chats afterwards. And that's another aspect of the uh, 24-hour news cycle that is getting very exhausting is just talk and speculation, speculation and talk for hours and hours. And although there are people who are up at three in the morning who want to hear that stuff, I think for the mental health of the nation, it would be good to just sort of wait until there's, you know, okay, we've talked about it for a few hours. Now we're done talking about it. Let's talk about something else. It's not like there aren't other things that are happening. Uh, The opioid epidemic is, what can you say? Uh, It's getting worse and worse, and it's getting talked about less and less. There are new forms, unidentified forms, of uh, opioid concoctions. Uh, It's a story, and I think it was Sunday's New York Times, about some 13-year-olds who bought some heroin-like substance uh, off of the Internet, the dark web, with Bitcoin. I mean, kids going straight to the hard stuff. Aren't you supposed to dabble with beer and pot, the dreaded gateway drugs, which are actually enough for most people? Uh, but these 13-year-olds went straight for the hot taboo, uh, the the big deadly one, 
and uh, the numbers are just off the charts, uh, statistically, especially in some regions of the country. Uh, the number of ODs is it's, it's getting worse. Uh, back in 2016, during the campaign, there was actually some it, what appeared to be genuine concern from both parties about the situation with uh, opioid abuse. Um, of course, traditionally, thinking back to the law and order uh, days of the Nixon years, uh, the war on drugs did start under Nixon. That's one of his bad points, because the war on drugs was only ever really a war on the people who use drugs rather than a serious attempt to look at the money that flows through that industry, uh, which, of course, involves banks. And uh, if you've never seen the John Sayles film, Brother from Another Planet, take a squint at that one. I know I mentioned Trading Places last week as a recommended movie watch for uh, Secretary of uh, Housing Urban Development, Ben Carson. Uh, This week, I guess I'm going to have to recommend Brother from Another Planet, where you see that spectrum of how the drugs affect the communities and where the money's ending up. Now, the complication with the opioid crisis facing us today is that it's not exclusively criminal gangs, although clearly that's going to remain to be uh, an element involved in that practice. Uh, And uh, I think nowadays we have a very genuine concern about Chinese gangs. There's this weird chemical that's uh, prohibited around the world, but I don't have the name of it in front of me, but uh, it's being mixed in with uh, heroin and sometimes just sold straight up as heroin uh, that's legal in China. So uh, that seems like one potential source for the material. Um, But nowadays uh, we also have the, the, the drugs industry, the actual pharmaceutical companies uh, who, you know, if you've ever had dental work done, you know how many uh, pills they give you uh, in the prescription. And of course, you're you're supposed to be told, uh, stop taking these as soon as you can, dispose of everything else that's left. Uh, they give you way too much. And it's like they're trying to give the stuff away. They can't give enough of it away. And so they're over prescribing it. And it falls into the wrong hands. It's very easy to get addicted. And, of course, um, you know, there are many reasons for people. I'm not going to try and psychoanalyze uh, the desire to use because uh, at one level it's human instinct simply to alter your consciousness. It's an exhausting uh, and often depressing world in which we live. Uh, So uh, people are looking to take the edge off. But when you make such deadly forms uh, so widely available, how can you be surprised when increasing numbers of young people, this is the leading cause of death uh, in people between, I think, ages 18 and 35, is drug overdose. So we need to talk about this. Um, And one would think that uh, Republicans would be happy for the distraction, that the president would be happy to not talk about himself, Uh, find some new way to take credit for something. Uh, And I would imagine the Democrats would be uh, happy to talk about it too. But uh, now we're getting into a weird situation where it's almost like everything's on hold until all the legal stuff gets sorted out. Because today it was announced that the state of Maryland, the attorney generals of the states of Maryland and the District of Columbia, not a state, 
uh, are suing Donald Trump uh, for monies, uh, actually for access to information about his money, because uh, the president is supposed to be, by law, um, disallowed from accepting money from foreign governments. And since Trump has never really officially uh, separated his business person from his president person, uh, he just fobbed, you know, the people are running it. He still owns it all. Um, this is an interesting complication, and I have no way of, of guessing. I don't have anything close to the uh, legal knowledge to speculate as to where such a lawsuit may end up. But it's just another distraction. Um, and, of course, these distractions are necessary and important because I think that conservatives of yesteryear would be horrified and aghast to discover that the FBI needs to investigate the doings of the president's campaign and transition teams for possible collusion with uh, the nation's historic enemy. It's kind of uh, too weird to not fully and properly investigate. And of course, Trump's behavior with regards to Comey, with regards to his uh, propensity, propinquity to tweet, tweet, tweet. Um, just new things emerge all the time. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of questions Sessions gets tomorrow. Um, uh, Kushner will, of course, be uh, getting questioned very soon. And uh, last week was... Uh, not really a great week for the president. Uh, let's see here. I'll just mention this briefly because this uh, social media thing is changing the way in which news is absorbed and created. Um, there were stories this last week about how a story gets uh, picked up from one website, transferred to another, and then uh, something that was perhaps a satirical piece ends up becoming reported as serious news. There are so many sources these days, some official, some not, and of course we all know about all the leaking. Um, but this new form of media that is not really controllable by the standard conventions by which broadcast media are, um, traditional print media are. Um, and so here's another lawsuit blocked by the president. They claim it's censorship. I'm just going to read this as quickly as I can. It's a piece by Charlie Savage from the uh, Wednesday, June 7th, New York Times. Lawyers for Twitter users blocked by President Trump after they criticized or mocked him are asking him to reverse the moves, arguing that the Constitution bars him from blocking people on the social media service. The request raises novel legal issues stemming from Mr. Trump's use of his Twitter account, at Real Donald Trump, uh, to make statements about public policy. In a letter sent to Mr. Trump on Tuesday, lawyers for several users he has blocked argued that his account was, quote, a public forum from which the government may not constitutionally exclude people because it disagrees with views they have exposed. So there's no distinction between public and private with Donald Trump. 
he can announce on Twitter about things that Comey said. I didn't say that, but even if I did, it would be okay. <laughs> well, then why deny it? Uh, so the Comey testimony, which you know we could have detailed and focused the entire show on, but I think that's been really talked through. And again, it's just the beginning. The things he talked about will emerge again in other ways. Um, Trump's insistence that I'd be happy to talk under oath 100% is amusing and I'm sure uh, somewhat jarring to his legal team, perhaps, since he has no idea, uh, no way of knowing who else the FBI has talked to. And of course, that's why they talk to everybody and why they take such excellent notes, because Something said by person C is going to jibe correctly or incorrectly with what person F says. And so then you have to compare those two stories and say, well, okay, who's telling the truth here? Um, you know, lying to the FBI is uh, probably one of the bigger mistakes you could make. Um, today's front page uh, has an article about Trump's personal lawyer amassing clout in the White House, and his a guy named Mark Kasowitz, and he looks for all the world to me like Claude Rains as the corrupt senator in uh, Jimmy Stewart, Frank Capra classic, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. That's what Mark Kasowitz looks like to me. Now, Claude Rains is a great actor, uh, playing a kind of a sleazy character in that movie. I'm not making a, any personal... Uh, judgments on Mark Kasowitz. He just happens to look like Claude Rains. Um, but it is interesting that some of the White House staffers are being given legal advice by him. Um, not all of the White House insiders have lawyered up themselves yet, although that's, that's the word on the street is that it's almost time to lawyer up. Never a good sign when you're trying to proceed with your uh, planned agenda. Um, but uh, they could likely be thrown under the bus by the Trump legal team down the line anyway, as I suspect Kushner might be. Get ready, Ivanka. I think Jared uh, might be uh, on the outs with uh, Bannon and your dad there. <clears throat> uh, so... There's uh, a lot of waiting around that we have to do to see all this percolate down and settle through. Uh, but it, it's kind of amusing to see the uh, endless uh, proliferation of distractions just pile up around this White House, which has yet to fully staff all of its agencies. Most of the cabinet heads are working with a skeleton crew. You know, uh, it's remarkable uh, the laziness with which the actual business of running the government is going and the degree to which the Republicans allow it to become the new normal is, I think, think something that uh, they might regret down the line. Um, let's see here. We'll be coming up to the top of the hour momentarily in Yazoo City Calling. We'll be bringing you the down-home blues at the top of the hour. That's one good way to beat the heat is with the Delta Blues. Um, I think 
we'll just uh, have to wait and see. For what uh, Jeffrey Beauregard Sessions says tomorrow, I wonder if the Senate uh, Intelligence Committee will ask him about perjury, which uh, apparently he has committed because it has since emerged that there was a meeting with Russians that he did not disclose when asked about that in his uh, hearing to be named Attorney General. And you knew it was going to be bizarre when the Attorney General, the top cop in the nation, uh, was having to recuse himself from one of the most historically significant legal investigations in American political history. Um, Yeah, probably not putting the best foot forward, I think. Well, again... Make yourself a uh, a long, tall glass of iced tea and put some mint sprigs in it and kick back and watch the show tomorrow if you find that sort of thing entertaining. Um, obviously, we'll have more to say next week, and I hope that Dick Whaley will be able to rejoin me at that time when we talk about, and uh, probably more detail, about some of the specific uh, mentions and references from uh, James Comey's testimony. Uh, and Oh, by the way, one final thought on that, just parenthetically. Uh, I hope the security around his facility, wherever he may dwell with his wife, uh, is, is good and sound. And I would uh, encourage them to use taller bodyguards. Uh, that dude towers head and shoulders over just about everybody he stands next to. Um, I think you need taller bodyguards uh, if the security concern for James Comey is as genuine as I think it should be. Um, And with regard to Jeffrey Beauregard Sessions, uh, I want to remind everybody about the Iran-Contra hearings and how that turned into a weird little soap opera, too. Um, For entertainment value, that's going to be a hard one to beat because of... uh, Oliver North and Fawn Hall, his beautiful secretary and their paper shredding parties and her sneaking sensitive documents out in her pants uh, and her dating cocaine dealers with connections to arms traffickers. Just too, too crazy to you couldn't make that stuff up. Uh, But I wonder if uh, somewhere down the line, one of these uh, very stressed out, high pressure uh, Trump insider people goes the Robert McFarlane route. Just wondering about that. I'm not going to say anything about it because I certainly don't want something like that to happen, but I wouldn't be surprised. And if you don't remember the Robert McFarlane route, well, that's something to search on your computer, I guess, because we're out of time for now. And I want to thank you for listening to Gray Matters. Uh, my name is Ben Jim Dwyer. Uh, the views and opinions expressed by myself are those of one individual and uh, not necessarily the station or the licensees thereof. But uh, thanks for listening, and I hope you've enjoyed what I've had to say. And, of course, you can always turn it off if you don't, but make sure you turn it back on at 7 o'clock when the Down Home Blues show will be happening shortly. Thanks for listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor.